0: I'm Julie. Welcome to Mom Made Plans podcast, where we talk about simple ways to make your days feel easier and more productive. We get there through the ultimate life hack of self awareness plus intentional living. It's an empowering journey, but don't worry. I keep you humble by remembering God is in control. And today I have um, an awesome guest with us to work on decluttering our kitchens. Gina Morton literally does this as her job so get ready to get some really cool insights and strategy in working in your kitchen and making that just a better place (laughs) that we can actually enjoy being in and cooking in and all the things so get ready to dive into this and uh, listen all the way to the end and I give you a couple more episodes to reference for some even more practical tips for working on the kitchen so here we go All right. Welcome everyone. We are continuing the declutter theme and we are tackling the kitchen today. Maybe the scariest room of all, perhaps, um, in your house. So I have brought on some help, um, to walk us through this process of you've decided to tackle your kitchen you're super overwhelmed standing there. So what do we do? So that's what we're going to dive in today. And I am going to let our guest introduce herself and tell us a little about you. Hey, well, thank you
1: for having me, Julie. It's nice to meet you. My name is Gina Morton and I am a declutter coach. So I go into women's homes and I physically help them declutter their space. And I really, my in-home business is called Tight Ship Mama. So I really help women run their homes like a tight ship. And I do that with decluttering, budgeting, meal planning, and implementing routines. But I also have a podcast where we bring all of those topics um, through the eyes of our faith. So that's called Pruning to Prosper. And we're really like decluttering the stuff standing between you and the woman God is calling you to be. So that's where I'm coming from.
0: Yes. Love it. And I'm definitely, um, putting her podcast in the show notes. You guys need to check it out. You're going to need this resource. She really dives into the nitty gritty of how to declutter so much. And it's amazing. So be sure to scroll down and check that out. Um, but today let's focus on kitchen. So, um, let's start out with just Before we, so we're standing, looking at our kitchen before we pick up the first thing to start decluttering. Are there any like steps or goals or things we should do before we actually start the decluttering process in the kitchen?
1: Mm -hmm. So, and this is what I do when I walk into a client's home, but all of your listeners can do the same thing too. And I usually work with the homeowner to name the project. And the reason I always begin with a name is because it keeps us focused and I like to stay in the positive. So I don't want to walk in and say, we're going to get rid of 16 bags of clutter and you're going to love it. And your head's going to (laughs) spin. Like I'm, I I think people immediately would get defensive about, oh my gosh, my stuff, what's she going to make me get rid of? And I always say, you can keep anything you want to keep as long as it has a home. Mm -hmm. Um, And so let's just give an example because I think are your listeners mostly moms with kids and uh, people trying to get out the door to school and work and all that. So let's say she's totally overwhelmed. I would ask her what part of your day are you most overwhelmed with? Is it the morning where you're trying to get lunches made and getting out the door? Is it that witching hour of like homework? Are they doing homework in the kitchen? Is it the dinner time? Um, A big one I get is people want to eat healthier And, but their kitchen is such a mess that by the time they clean up to actually start making the dinner, they're exhausted. So then it's just like, let's just throw a frozen pizza in the oven, you know? So I think that when you're starting with a clean kitchen and a decluttered kitchen, it's a lot easier to do everything else that you want to do. So let's say she wants to have her mornings and lunch packing go a little bit better. Then we would focus on, keeping all the things. So again, we're going to stay in the positive. We're not going to talk about what we're getting rid of, but we're going to say, I'll use my own house as an example. We have a drawer in our Island. That's pretty big. And in that drawer, I have all of the, I say Tupperware, but they're like containers that the kids would pack in their lunches. And we have the actual lunch boxes. And then we have some thermoses that are for hot lunches and things like that. So then if you're decluttering, And there's a hair rush, clearly that's not contributing to getting lunches packed and out the door. A napkin in there, maybe. Maybe that's what she wants in there because a napkin's gonna go in the lunchbox. So, do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it's kind of like when you focus on what do we need to fill this space with that's gonna contribute to us getting out the door in an easy manner, that's what we're gonna focus on. And then when you come across an item that doesn't fit in there, we say, okay, let's say a hairbrush, because this is the first thing that came to my mind. Let's say there is a hairbrush in there. Um, Where does that really live in your house? And if an item doesn't have a home, that's when we start to say, do you really need this? Do you have something else that can do the same job that you already own, that you like better? And that's the one that we're going to keep. And just a, a general rule of thumb for kitchens, I think kitchen should be very streamlined and decluttered, minimalist. I'm not a big fan of a ton of stuff on the countertops. Um, but my rule of thumb is if you're not using it at least once a week in your kitchen, can we find a different place for it in your house or do we need to keep it at all? Because I just think, and also if things are stacked too high, so say you open your cabinets and there's, six pans on top of the one that you really want to get to. That's five obstacles to getting to what you want to get to. So I'm kind of a, a rule of thumb is like no more than three deep of what's in, in between you and getting dinner on the table or you and getting lunches made or breakfast made or meals made or whatever.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I just, I like to think of things categorically and I love that drawer. Like, creating a zone instead of having the lunch boxes over here and the Ziploc bags and Tupperwares like way over on this side and all the component you're like all over the kitchen for the whole process mm-hmm. just to bring everything together. I love that line of thinking. I think that's a great tip to consider. Um, instead of just in how you use the kitchen, instead of just like, like items, like organize it the way you use your home. Like there is mm-hmm. no, um, one and sometimes, set up. yeah.
1: sometimes it's going to change, you know, like our mm-hmm. family right now, it's all about getting out the door in the mornings, but in another 10 years, I'm not going to have that at all. So yeah. <laughs> that drawer will become something different. Or, you know, maybe you've, I had a client that had multiples. I want to say triplets, Ooh. not quadruplets. I think she had triplets and she moved into that house and somebody else set up her kitchen for her because she was, you know, on bed rest or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she lived that way for so many years. And really it was just a matter of reorganizing her kitchen and how are you really using it? And, you know, and sometimes it takes right. you a year or two to live in a house before you realize this is how we're using the house or this is how we're using it for this season. You know, maybe yeah. during soccer season, you want all the water bottles and the, the shin guards and the socks or whatever, the cleats in one section of your house, but for the rest of the year, it can be tucked away or something. So I would say be flexible with how you're using your spaces. And there isn't one, one set way for any, any home or, or a woman.
0: Yeah. That's a great takeaway to consider um, that it doesn't even have to be this way for a few years. It could literally Mm -hmm. be for a few months and it's changing. You maybe have like a couple you have like three or four kind of setups throughout the year that you change accordingly to help you get through Mm -hmm. the day. So yeah, I love that. Um, so let's kind of focus in on, so these are some great tips of kind of different parts of the kitchen and way to think about it. So if we are just kind of walking in there, just on a general basis, this is going to look different for different people in your circumstances, but what are some of the top areas of the kitchen you recommend tackling first? Like if you're feeling overwhelmed by all the things, like how do we start? Like what are some of the first areas you find are helpful to start with?
1: Um, in general, yeah. (laughs) The solution to, I would say more than 90% of your problems is just that there's just too much stuff. Mm -hmm. And it just, it just is a snowball effect of, um, the dishes are piled up in the sink and then you get overwhelmed because now it's not a five minute task. It's a, an hour long task. And then instead you go eat out because you're like, I'm overwhelmed with my kitchen. And so in general, if a mom is completely overwhelmed or she's, um, I think there's different seasons of life. Like if you're bringing home a new baby. If there's an illness in the house, if you're potty training, like these different seasons where it's like, let's go down to the bare minimum to kind of keep things as easy as possible. And I think that people get nervous about having less stuff because they think, well, now I'm going to have to be washing more dishes. But the opposite is actually true. It, It kind of forces you to keep up on it. So if a mom's in one of those seasons or she's just totally overwhelmed or whatever, there's all sorts of different reasons. I recommend an extreme measure of going down to one place setting per person in your home. And it just forces you to wash that dish as soon as you use it and you put it in the drying rack. And that's it. We had, we've had we had years of our life where we didn't have a dishwasher and it just wasn't in the budget for years. <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> yes. So for that, I would say you're probably in a season where I would recommend you go down to one place setting because you're hand washing everything. Mm-hmm. So it's so much easier to eat, get up, wash that dish really fast and put it in the drying rack. And then you're ready to go for the next one. But if you keep on pulling from the cabinet, then it's just going to get more and more and more. And then you look at it and you're like, Oh my gosh, you know, and it's, I think yeah. the, the more there is to clean before you actually get to cook, the harder it is. Yeah. So and less the, stuff, less stuff.
0: I will say like, this may be the final like kick in the pants for me, this conversation to do this. My husband keeps <laughs> joking about it because he grew up um, and there was foster kids in the home and just a lot of kids. And it was like one cup a day. And that was your rule. Like you had to wash mm-hmm. your cup or whatever. And yeah. So I just want to say like encouragement. Cause I'm living there. Like when you, ha- when the kids have access to like four cups a piece. Like they're all coming Mm -hmm. out today. Like it's, it's happening. And then you have that many cups. So yeah, it's easier. It may feel like you're washing more often or something, but you never get the overwhelming. No. And And it's
1: nice because, um, then, you know, when you get to dinner and someone doesn't have a drink, it's like, well, where's your cup? You know, is it up in your bedroom? Is it down in the basement? Where's your cup? You know, and some people do colors for each person. And I don't, I don't know that you need to get rid of it for good, but maybe for the season that you're in, if you're struggling or like, you don't have a dishwasher, like maybe just box it up and just put it somewhere else. You know, you don't have to get rid of everything.
0: Yeah. And I, that's one thing I was going to point out too, and just any of your thoughts of it's not always, I think a lot of times it does need to leave the home. We have like, you don't need three can openers or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be, but there may be some of those cooking pots or whatever, like for summertime, you want this ginormous pot to make a bunch of like corn on the cob or whatever you do. Um, there are some things that you may want, but don't need to take up space on a daily Mm -hmm. basis in your kitchen. So that, yeah, I have some bins, um, like the Rubbermaid totes downstairs labeled like, or clear, I love clear bins. so You can see what's in there. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, not to, panic that you have to get everything out of your house. Some things may deserve a spot, just not prime real estate of your actual yeah. kitchen all year.
1: And I think the kitchen is also a place where we could fall into the trap of our fantasy selves. Do you know what I mean mm. when I say that? Yeah. And um, it might, you know, for me, okay, I'll give an example. My daughter is the baker. I'm not the baker, but let's pretend I owned all this stuff. She has all the piping Tips, Mm -hmm. you know, and all these different little things for baking. But if I realistically never bake, I'm hanging on to this fantasy version of Gina that, like, I'm going to all of a sudden Mm -hmm. whip up a cake that I need to be piping icing and doing things. So I think sometimes I give um, women permission to say, "It's okay, you did that for a little bit in that season of your life, and maybe we can put it away, or maybe you don't think that." for the next 10 years, you're going to realistically be decorating cakes. So can we purchase this again down the road? And right now you bless another woman by donating this. Um, And a lot of times I think people get hung up on how much money they've invested in their stuff. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's
1: hard to part with it because you're like, oh my gosh, I spent so much money. And I call that tuition. I just say, you know, you paid a price, you learned a lesson, and now we're just going to move on. We're not going to beat ourselves up over it.
0: Because now you're paying to store it, <laughs> yeah, and paying yeah. with your sanity to deal with it taking over, yeah. Mm-hmm. And kitchen,
1: kitchen square footage is worth a lot, yeah. So you got to really make sure that everything in there is being used at least once a week.
0: Yeah, that's a great rule. Love it. Um, yeah, I think this is so many awesome tips. Um, and just ways to tackle and permission to let go and permission to keep in different areas. Are there any other um, decluttering tips or strategies specifically um, in the kitchen um, that you would want to share, whether it's with like the silverware drawer, or, like utensil drawer cups or mugs or anything like that?
1: Um, I think just the more simple you keep everything the easier the flow of the whole home is going to be. So if you can um, even simplify your meals, you know, like I talked, I teach a lot of meal planning and stuff. And if you're having a gourmet dinner every single night, that's different. You're going to have all these random ingredients. You know, you're going to have the $20 saffron and you're going to have this and you have this. Whereas if you only had seven meals that you rotate, It's going to be a lot simpler and you're going to be able to buy things when they're on sale because you know, okay, we have pizza every Tuesday. So I need to have, I make my own pizza. So I need to have four packets of yeast. I need to have, you know, four things of tomato sauce. I need four packages of shredded mozzarella. And that'll get me through the whole month. Um, But when you have variety, it's expensive and it's cluttered. So the more simply you can keep all the kind of things in your life, the easier it's going to be. Like we have one lunch for the week. So I will buy enough turkey and enough cheese that everybody eats the same lunch all week long. And then the next week it might be tuna fish and the next week it might be ham, but mm-hmm. it just kind of keeps things simple. Um, and kind of streamlined and that way you're not ending the week on Saturday with one slimy piece of ham left that nobody wants to eat and one slimy (laughs) piece of Turkey. And it's like, everything's kind of simple. Um, And then the same with inside of your refrigerator, you know, if you can just kind of, I have clear bins and I don't know if you have home goods, Marshall's, TJ Maxx, those kind of places are great for those kind of containers. Um, I pull them out every morning and we have, things ready to go for their lunches. So I line everything up on the countertop and the kids just go boom, 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 right down the row of pick a fruit. I have containers already pre-cut with peppers and cucumbers and baby carrots and little containers of ranch dressing. And then they have a junk, you know, a chip or pretzels or something like that. And then we do cube cheese. And so they pack their lunches. And I think just for moms in general, The more we can remember to teach our kids, the easier it's going to be in the long run. I think we get frustrated because we feel like we're doing everything, but the earlier we can train our people to help themselves, the more we're going to enjoy this journey. You know, Mm -hmm. we're not going to get resentful and frustrated, but, and it takes a little bit of time to teach, but
0: once you do it,
1: you know, it pays off for the rest of your life.
0: We're getting all kind of tips here today beyond kitchen. We're going deep, you guys. This is good I know stuff. that's why it's
1: hard to it's hard to say what I do. Like, it's, um, I was decluttering a woman's wardrobe with her one day, and we got to shoes, and we had this conversation about the shoes, and she's like, "This is like life coaching." I'm like, yeah. "I know,
0: right?" <laughs> you thought it was shoes, but it's not. It's life coaching. Everything is so much deeper. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so true. It always comes back to motivations and our Mm -hmm. expectations and where they're off and the weight that we put on ourselves, especially as moms. And, um, yeah, a lot of, do you have any,
1: do you have any areas in your particular kitchen you wanted to ask me about?
0: Um, I feel like pretty much it's good. I think what I struggled with the most for a long time though, that I want to bring up and maybe have insight is the whole Tupperware thing. Cause I feel like they just, all the containers just like take over. It's like a whole cabinet somehow. And like playing around with like, do I store it with the lid? Like stack of the same thing with the lid below. Or like, do I have a separate container of just all lids and the thing? Like, I feel like Tupperware is so overwhelming. So that's what I struggled with for so long. And now I, I got rid of most of it and I have, um, I think some of it's from Aldi and some of it is like those Rubbermaid brilliance containers that like suction clothes, but it's, they're easy. They're like, I have like two or three shapes total and mm-hmm. it's a little easier now, but I feel like for me that has been, and for most people, what the heck do you do? What is the strategy? How do you deal <laughs> with all this Tupperware? I
1: think it changes, you know, um, for, we, we, my husband was building a business for years and years and years. So we were, we went from two really good salaries to a brand new baby. And my husband quit his job to start his own business. Mm -hmm. So we were, when I say we were broke, we were broke. So I think there's really cheap ways to frugal, I should say frugal, right? Like I would save the containers that shredded cheese would come in, and that would be my Tupperware for years. Just the round ones with the plastic lids, and I would wash them out. And but I kept buying the same brand, and I did the same thing with my spaghetti sauce because there's a certain brand that is more of a square jar, and that's how I organized my pantry. I would use that spaghetti jar, and I bought them for years until I had like all my pantry organized. (laughs) And then when money got better, I I measured and I purchased, you know, products that really looked better. And I did the labels and all the kind of things. But um, and then I went on Amazon and I did buy like all the matching lunch containers. And it's nice because then they do stack really well. So I I stick to the same brand. Um they do sell that same brand. I think it's called Systema. And they sell them at Marshall's and Home Goods and that sort of thing. But they were also on Amazon. And then the small round containers we use for ranch dressing, or we call it like dippy dip. Like if your kid's going to take peanut butter and they're going to have apples to dip in it or something or cottage cheese, those were from Amazon and they were, it's a baby food product. Like it's for making your own baby food and storing your own baby Mm. food, but they're the perfect little size. And I don't remember what that brand is called. So my other tip for moms in any part of your home is everyone gets excited about the pretty bins and the baskets
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: That should be, everyone wants to start there, but really that's your very last step. So when I go into declutter, we declutter with what you already own. um, Or we organize with what you already own in the end. And especially a kitchen. Like, don't be afraid to just use boxes to organize in your pantry until you really figure out, you know, you don't want to buy a $15 container for a cereal that your kids may only like for this week. You know, so like kind of figure out how your family is eating, how you're shopping. And then you buy the bins that fit whatever you're doing, you know?
0: Yeah. And I love, I don't know about you, but I like to do like square and rectangle things because they mm-hmm. nicely sit up against each other versus like the round versions. It's just a better of yeah. space. Yeah. yeah. I, and I definitely have done um, coming off that Tupperware thought like you have Tupperware with like no lid or whatever. You've got like a square container lid. I've definitely used that in storage to group like having the kids like granola bars in or something like mm-hmm. that. So another way to reuse um, some of those things, containers that yeah. you already have for that purpose before, yeah, feeling like you have to have all the perfect matching clear. Bins. Yeah,
1: you don't, you don't. And <laughs> I've only ever had one woman that didn't have the pretty bins and baskets. And then we used diaper boxes to organize. We did a playroom for her. And I was like, do you have a diaper box? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. But it really was fine because it was stuff that she wasn't quite ready to get rid of. And so mm-hmm. I said, let's just put it in these diaper boxes. And put them in." The- I know it's not pretty, but I have a feeling you're not going to keep that stuff anyway. And yeah. usually after I leave, people declutter more. I always say, don't mm-hmm. buy anything until after I've been gone for about a month because it's kind of a muscle that needs to be flexed and built up. And then once you get that decluttering bug, there's no stop in a lot of women. So it's yeah. like, well, now I just spent all this money on these bins and they're empty. I don't even need them, you know, so right. give it some time and then then invest in things that are cute.
0: Yeah, that's a great point and takeaway that, um, yeah, I wanted to share where you go through this process and so you're on this journey with us this month of decluttering and things, um, and all the time, but doing it and then living with it for a little while. And then you'll see what might need to change and all of that. Like to know, to give yourself that grace and permission, like it's not a, you're going to resolve it all like today in your kitchen and it's all going to work perfectly forever. Like you definitely are going to live with it and be like, actually, I need this Mm -hmm. down a shelf, or this would work better on this side of the kitchen, or whatever. So, um, yeah, yeah, I love that flexibility.
1: One of my other biggest tips I forgot to even start with um, when women are doing this on their own at home, don't take everything out.
0: Yes, (laughs) don't do it. I know that.
1: (laughs) I know the Kanmari TV show kind of got everyone on that kick of like, let's pull everything out. But Especially with moms, like we get started on a project and then we get pulled away and then you're left with this huge mess. So I would just say like, as you're waiting for something to boil or you're waiting for something to simmer, just open a drawer and have at it, you know, but you don't need to take everything out and do it all in one day.
0: Yes. Unless you have a team of people and a few full days, don't do it. (laughs) Maybe one cabinet. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes good good point to resist uh, the temptation um okay well i think this was like so many awesome tips so you guys can definitely go back and re-listen to this and take notes and remember this last piece like don't start by pulling everything out and then panic um but yeah so this is great strategy i hope this helps you guys like really figure out how to walk into your kitchen with a plan what to tackle and just let it feel easier and not overwhelming. Um, so as we wrap up here, is there anything else you want to tell us about? Um, you can give us your podcast name again and how people can connect with you if they want a little more one-on-one help.
1: Um, okay, great. The podcast is called pruning to prosper. And I have a Wednesday episode. That's a little bit longer. I try to stick to the 20 minute Um, time frame. And then Saturday morning, I do a five minute declutter with me where I give you a certain area of your home and I just talk you through it. And if you've already done that part of your home, then it's just kind of a um, motivational. I don't believe that in waiting for motivation to hit. I think Mm -hmm. you just have to get started and then the momentum kicks you in. So that's kind of the idea behind my Saturday morning episodes. And um, I teach a virtual course that, um, there's one starting up in October. So I think by the time this airs, that's already, that ship has sailed. So there's another one coming out in February where I do small group coaching. And then if you want to work one-to-one, you can email me at tightshipmama at gmail.com.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for being on today and helping us tackle the kitchen. No, it was fun, Julie. It's nice meeting you. You too. Hold up before you go, I want to share a couple more episodes with you that are super practical and specific on decluttering your kitchen. So scroll way back to episode four, the first three steps to tackle a messy kitchen and episode six, four areas to organize in your kitchen to make cooking easier. So add these two on for your little binge lesson as you're working through your kitchen. Thanks for hanging out with me today. If you found anything helpful or challenging or inspiring, you got some new ideas, take a minute and share it with a friend, like help your friends have easier, less stressful lives. And so send them a text or share it on social and tag me. So I know what's helping you. If you haven't left a review yet, there is no like button for podcasts. Reviews mean everything. So take a minute and leave me a quick review and I would so appreciate it. All right, now let's go check some boxes.